My episode's run 26. Nah, 30, 30 yard, aren't we? We're on. This is our 20. This is, that was our last. The last one was our 29th. This is our 30th. Oh. Oh, we hit the big 3 0. Oh, yeah. One Boy. episode for every year of my life so far. Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Thirtieth episode. Woo! Move request. <laughs> so how we're doing the intro. Welcome to Movie Quest, the big three zero episode. Thirty episodes, boys. No, yeah, thirty episodes. I didn't think we'd make it. Oh, I actually, when we started, when we started this podcast thirty episodes ago. I did not think we would be here. Um, we were discussing just before the episode that you know we, we didn't we weren't sure we should invest into like decent equipment, but here we are. I'm glad we did. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, if this is your first time listening to Movie Quest. We are a podcast who review films, talk about them, dissect them, pit them against each other. This episode is a very special episode. But before I begin, I would like to introduce my host. I'm joined here. It's Johnny. Hey. <laughs> huh? Huh? See what I did there? Yeah. Joined here by my my uh, buddy, Johnny, and my buddy, Ant. Ooh. And my name is Aaron. Do you hear that creepy banging in the background then? Ooh. Spooky. Mm. Is that Johnny? We're in Johnny's house. We are in Johnny's house. Not a hotel. Was your house built on an Indian burial ground? I really, really <laughs> hope not. In- Indians around here is I mean, probably quite different to the <laughs> Indians. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, if you walk into Johnny's house, you'll see the lot of cobwebs and the spiders that are on the walls. You might think that you're in the Overlook, but... Unfortunately, you're not. You do not. And by that reference, I think you've all guessed it. This episode, we're talking about The Shining and Doctor Sleep. Double bill. Double bill. Double trouble. Johnny's still laughing about it. <laughs> oh, Johnny. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, well, I didn't mean it to come out like that. What's well, in the recording? No, we're not starting the episode again. It's there, isn't it? It's, it's there for the world to, to hear. Boys, 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 boys. This is a very special episode. I didn't think we'd ever get to this one, to be honest. I was always going to avoid it. Episode thirty, I know. No, <laughs> yeah, I was going to quit too. I mean, I mean, The Shining. Like, we are going to talk about it, but it's yeah. I've always not wanted to talk about it just because it's I I, I love it so much. Mm. It's it's up there with probably my favorite. It's probably my favorite film of all time. That it's like, how do you even talk about that? I think I was gushing over it all when the time. when we first talking about the pod podcast we like. Would we do like one of our favorite films, Justice? And the answer still is probably not. <laughs> no, no, probably not. But, but there's no there's no better opportunity to talk about it than Doctor Sleep. I think this is yeah. easy. Yeah, but this is two, this is good for two reasons. One, that you can't bring it in a series where we're fighting our films together. Yeah. So that's great. So win for me. Uh, and two, it sort of takes the pressure off you guys. So you just get to talk about it nicely um, instead of of you know trying to give it a fighting chance even though it probably would because to be honest if The Shining came up in any season that we were doing you two would just vote for it anyway and I would be outvoted so 
Maybe not, Aaron. Maybe not. Maybe you. you maybe you might too. pick like Shawshank Redemption. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? I'm just gonna pick uh, Shawshank and another Stephen King. Another Stephen King. Stephen King. It's done a lot Stevie of King. films. Well, we're talking about two Stephen King films today, but if you've listened to the podcast before, you will know that these boys love this film. They're big Kubrick fans, big Shining fans. They both went down to the museum, museum or the show, the what design, is it? Design Museum. Design Museum this year to look at it. Um, they went with their respective halves. So, first question. Why favourite film? Oh, man. <laughs> See, I told them all I, the questions before this film. I um, think um, a podcast. Sorry, and I and now I've hit them with this one. There was a there was a moment when I thought like this could be my favorite film. It's it wasn't instantly my favorite film, but it's kind of grown on me. But we were both at we both went to the corner house in Manchester, mm-hmm. and it was between Christmas and New Year. It was really cold outside, and the weather almost matched the weather that's in the film. So we went in, and I think it was like an underground cinema yeah. right on the corner of uh, Oxford Road. We were a big group of friends, didn't we? Yeah. And my, my brother Dan was there as well. And it, I think it was the extended edition that we, it was, we it went was to see. It was the American see. version. And we both went in, and I was thinking, oh, Shining. I've, I've seen The Shining before, and I was like, yeah, it was okay. And we went in and came out of that showing, and I was like, whoa, that was insane. Like... So I was totally immersed in the film and in mm-hmm. the world, and I was just like, yep. "This is a really cool experience," and I'm glad that I've shared it with some of my friends. And it was from that point that I was sort of thinking, "Yeah, this could potentially be one of my favourite films." For a while, it probably wasn't, but I think over the years, it's kind of emerged to be in my top two or three. Yeah. So this film, oh man, for a long time, one of my favourite films I always just say was Garden State. Because, you know, it's like one of those things when you're growing up as a teenager and you watch one of those yeah. sort of, it's not, you know, people some, people, some people, it's like Donnie Darko or whatever, like one of those sort of teenage, sort of coming of age, sort of, yeah. you watch it and you're like, it's the first proper film you really get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As like a sort of an adult and you're sort of still trying to find who you are and that sort of stuff and you, you sort of latch on to the, the, one of those films and, it, and then over time it becomes a thing where... You rewatch it because you want to feel what you felt like when you first watched it, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You go back to that sort of side of you. I, w- I, f- I first watched this. Um, this is not that interesting, I suppose, but I first watched oh, it. Oh, it is. I want to know. When it was in second year of university. Okay. Car Green Lane. That's quite late on, me, I would say. Me and Aaron lived together. And um, we did. I first got my new. 50-inch TV. Yeah, it was a mammoth. And I was desperately <laughs> looking for... In fact, no. Yeah. Yeah, so it was that. I got that. And I also, at the same time, it was with the death of the HD DVD yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, format. And I'm the type of guy who is like, I'm always looking for a bargain. And <laughs> I had a HD DVD drive. No, no, I, I bought one because they were going cheap then. And I had bought a ton of films on it, like all, basically all the decent films that were available for it mm-hmm. in that format. And one of the films was The Shining. I'd never seen it before. And I stuck it on, and it was like new big TV, full HD. It was like probably quite cl- close to a cinema experience you're going to get without actually going to the cinema. It was massive at the time. And I was just like, I just loved it. It was like, oh, this is, you know, and at the time it was like, yeah, it was scary and I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, again, like Johnny said, it wasn't instantly my favorite film of all time. Yeah, yeah. Then over the years, I've rewatched it 
mm-hmm. then I've watched it with the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and I've watched it with the audio commentary, and I've watched the documentary to interviews yeah, yeah, about yeah. it, yeah. and I've watched the American version, like we watched it at the cinema with Johnny, um, and over the th- over that time, it's just grown and grown and grown on me. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons, and this is, I was thinking about this last night when I was watching it, I watched it again last night. Uh, not the whole thing all the way through, but yeah, yeah. this is going to get deep and it might not go anywhere, so I apologise for this if it's boring and we have to cut it. So, the dad in this film, mm-hmm. Jack Torrance, he is struggling with alcoholism and he his family, obviously, they go to this hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's give a bit of a... I guess it probably should give a bit of a... Like, yeah, a, give a bit of a synopsis, story, yeah, yeah. If you, if you haven't seen the film. They go to the hotel and it's middle of the winter and they're looking after the hotel. And uh, the son, Danny, has got some sort of um, psychic powers and he's there with his dad, who's who's ex-alcoholic, and uh, his mum. And they're basically stranded in this hotel looking after it and they're, they're sort of the caretakers curtic, for four months or whatever it is, five months. Um, and I realised as I was watching this that Jack Torrance really reminds me a lot in a lot of parts of my parents. Mm-hmm. Not because he's cra- he goes crazy and kills it, whatever, tries to kill them. But like, uh, I grew up with in a family where like my dad... There was there was the moments you know where like Danny comes into the the bedroom and he's like he's like are you okay dad you know and and he's like talking to him and then that and like Jack's like a bit like crazed and he's like sort of depressed or whatever and yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I went through that in my own life like mm-hmm. years ago with my dad and stuff like and I think I think actually re- I realized that like in the last couple of times watching it that I really think is a is a bit of a an emotional level that I, I sort of connect with this film on. Yeah. yeah I yeah, hadn't yeah. really realised at the time and over the years like it's sort of yeah, I just I and I can't really explain it too much, but like definitely there's parts of this film that really, really like reflect my own life and it really I think it's like tied with me. Like it was one of the things at the time but when I was watch, first watching this, it didn't click with me in that way. But going back, I think actually, yeah, I think I really connect with these characters yeah. and the Danny and yeah. anyway. so that's probably why it's such a big thing in my life that yeah. it like, I like, and also like my dad kind of looks a bit like Jack Torrance and like yeah. Anyway, so it's like, yeah, it, uh, that really that's probably one of the reasons why it really connects with me. Sorry to go so like. No, you don't need to follow. Uh, so I don't think you should follow. Anyway. So I don't think the listeners are either gonna feel. I feel that like I'm gonna feel. They're just they're gonna feel like how we feel about. It. That's really interesting. I think that's that's mm. just so awesome that a film that was made from a book years ago before you were born um can reach you on an emotional level mm. i think it's just really interesting and that just tells me or shows us that the power of film and just media in general is just amazing like I will say, like, it's not complete. Like, it's just, like, yeah, bits I know. of it yeah, that I know. really yeah. remind me. Yes. But obviously, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the overall story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, like, Absolutely. Like, I, I, did, I didn't grow up in a hotel, like... I, grew up in a pub. I didn't grow up in a hotel, like, <laughs> I got locked in and all that, whatever. Like, not, not that happened. Do you have The Shining? Maybe I do. Me and I have been talking about you, like, this whole time. Oh, yeah, Aaron. Oh, in your heads? Yeah. I definitely don't have The Shining. We, we, we all know that, don't we? Uh, I, you know, it, a similar sort of thing is, like, Jake and I, um, like... 
Did you guys really get into Harry Potter because you felt like you yes, were yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Massive Harry Potter fans, Sorry. and Twilight and all of those other things. Um, no, like we 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 really deep dive about um the girl with the dragon tattoo, but it's it's more about that world and like how that like the bleakness in that is something that really resonates with my brother and I and and we have that like sort of common things. So it's not just the fact that it's the film; it's the fact that it has this emotional connection yeah. that we have together, and you have that with the film because of because of your dad and well, I think that's really cool I also found it's really weird so again I'm gonna get to it. my dad passed away uh, like a few years after I watched this film and I did and also I found that because he was like he wanted to he was um, someone who wanted to write films and stuff as well like he wrote like his own scripts and stuff and when we were going through his belongings one of the things we found was the script of The Shining which I have at home like a signed I mean I don't know if it's actually legit but I have a, a signed script of the shining which mm-hmm. is I, and i had that before i even uh no i probably had it maybe i got i got before it became like my favorite film anyway i i, I received that script and then it didn't really mean that much to me but now i'm like oh it's weird it probably was one of my f- favorite films of my dad as well it's it's really weird like it's i have cool. this big connection with it anyway it's but, very yeah. cool it's very cool man it's really, really cool i really think it's awesome like so i'm glad you shared that with us and i'm glad that you felt comfortable enough to mm-hmm. share that with us because no, the whole world's going to hear it because obviously the whole world listens to this oh, podcast. Thousands and thousands. Yeah, all the thousands of people. Um, not the Indian community, though, anymore. Oh, no. In Huddersfield. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> so, oh, okay, so you've kind of touched on why you love this film. Johnny, why do you love this film? Uh, why do I love it? I think it's the world, really, that, that I like. Mm. I kind of like the depth of everything there's a lot of fan theory that can go along with the shining so you can look into different aspects of it and you can see different ways that people have been portrayed and other stories that are going on in the background which are not like in your face but things allude to it Mm -hmm. um just knowing a bit about kubrick and how like intense he was as a director and how many times he made people do takes and how like how meticulous he was with his fact finding and his world creation and stuff like that there's just so much in it like compared to a lot of modern films where it's all just face value mm, and totally it, agree. <laughs> like you can look at something and just be like yeah that's just a place they've gone to they've stuck an actor there filmed it and then gone on to the next place whereas this film is just like really intricate detail even though it's fairly simple in you know there's no like crazy flash well i mean no i take that back there are a lot of like weird lights that are going on trying to make stuff yeah. look uh yeah. more interesting but the way that he's he's done a lot of the the different things in mm. it there's just it's just a lot of depth i think as well can... like the 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 the, the overlook hotel the, the actual setting of it is so like you say intricate and deep and so mm. like but you, you because you spend so much time in the film just exploring that hotel yeah it becomes almost like its own it's like a character in the film the hotel and what it, what different aspects of the of the of the horrors of the hotel it's showing you and it just bec- it's the family you've got uh scatman covers as um halloran who's the cook and then there's basically the hotel and they're like the main characters of the film basically like and that's and it's yeah you're right there's so much the depth there mm. um in terms of how you were saying about how many takes it took to do certain things this film was scheduled. I mean, like most Kubrick films, that go over schedule. It was scheduled for 100 days. It ended up taking 250 days That's to insane. make. 
Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> he just really pushed the pushed the actors and really wanted to. He, he had this vision in his head, and he just would not stop until the, the, he had that vision fulfilled. So, on the sort of nerdy side of things, I'm gonna give you so that you've got you need to keep it brief because obviously we've got another film to talk about. Is there any nerdy things that you want the people to know about this film? So you've obviously talked about <sighs> the uh, takes and the sort of the ideas. Because I walked in and 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 Ant was watching a scene, the scene where actually um, Jack goes like he he sort of snaps. That's when he sort of snaps, yeah. isn't it? Um, it's the reveal of the typewriter with the, with the how many sheets of was uh, was had had been written, and it was all just the same. Uh, the same line over and over and over again. And so I'm saying like this is you said to me it's like oh it's quite interesting actually because they would make them um, shoot this over and over and over and over and over and over again to try and try and get them tired and get the emotional state to be more realistic. And I I had no idea so I thought it was really interesting. But I thought you guys would probably have some more nerdy well, it's, facts. It's interesting when the film first came out, a lot of people were like, oh, uh, Jack Nicholson's just overacting. He's just like you know he's just like sort of he's being ridiculous. Like he's he's sort of physical acting in the in the film, but. That was something that Kubrick really wanted because he, apparently, when he was doing these scenes, he would do them fairly normal and then you know play it differently and then play it differently. And after like the 80th or hundredth or hundred twentieth time of shooting these scenes, eventually he would just go sort of go really out there and just start. And then he'd be able to pick and he'd do that throughout the whole film. So he he could pick the sort of more subtle ones towards the start of the film and as 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 the film's going on and on and on, it's um. You know, it gets more and more hectic. I think, um, like, the thing that kind of baffles me all the time is, I watch that film. I'll watch it for thirty seconds, and I'll be like, "We're in America, hundred percent in America," but they're not. Like, nope. barely any of it is apart from like maybe like the opening the opening helicopter shot. shots and stuff like that. It's like filmed outside of London. I'm just sort of thinking, how that kind of baffles me that that world has been created in this country. But it just doesn't feel like it is. It feels like it's hundred percent in America on set. It's it's a real hotel. It's a real place, but it's not. It's all something that it's all been created. It's all from somebody's mind. Everything's been put there for a reason. It's not just a place that they've gone to to take a shot. It's just creation of that world. It just must have taken years to to really come up with. You know the um. I mean, this is probably not that interesting. There's loads of interesting stuff we can talk about with the channel. But you know this 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 kitchen, um, the the sort of like kitchen area of the of the hotel, that was all the uh, Paramount Studios the, their offices. It was where they basically did a lot of the production offices for for the Kubrick films. But where basically most of the the sort of um, before the films were made, all the sort mm. of pre production stuff, that that was their offices, and they, they 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 couldn't find the right place for it, so they ended up just using their own offices and then converting it all into a giant kitchen. And then they shot it, and then they convert it all back to being offices again. Yeah, you're completely right. Like it's all done in sets, but like the sets are so massive that you can't mm. like the ho- the hotel lobby that that area where he's writing in uh, on typewriter. They're so vast that you you would think like now that the that's not real, real hotel place, yeah. But it's not. Well, apparently, actually, that's not quite true. Apparently, the the hotel is actually the insides are based on a real hotel that you can visit um, somewhere in America. But they recreated the a lot of the the mm. sort of like rooms and stuff. They recreated it over in the UK. I have a question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Why do you say here's Johnny and not here's Jack? So here's if, Johnny. If, if, if this is a stupid question, I apologize. No, no, no it's not. I never got that until again. I watched this lot film a lot of time, and also I've read about it loads and watched stuff about it. So here's Johnny 
is a line from, do you know who um, Johnny Carson is, the TV presenter in America? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, was, the fir- yeah. he was one of the first guys who was the late night show. Okay, yeah. So they would... Um, he would he he had a <clears throat> a guy on there who would introduce him before the start of the of the show, and he'd go it'd be like, and here's Johnny, and it would be like Johnny Carson would come in and like do his like monologue and stuff, and literally, Jack I don't know if it's like improvised or if it's part of that I'm not sure, but as part of that scene he's just does an entrance for himself, knocks the wall, knocks the door through, and then mm-hmm. does like the so again I think at the time if you were in America. And you'd watch this film, yeah. You would have recognised instantly that here, John, here, Johnny is from the the um, Johnny Carson show. Whereas for us, it's like it's just a it's iconic sense. moment. Yeah, yeah, it's an iconic moment in the film. Okay, cool. So, um, so I've got some I've got some stuff of my own to say because obviously I watched it for the first time in ten years. But is is there anything else that we've missed? Any, any last tiny little bits you want to cover before I bring it to a close? And you also badger me for what I'm about to say. But so Two versions of the film. The American yeah. version had I think, about twenty minutes extra footage. Mm-hmm. I thought you um, said it was the British version had twenty minutes extra. No, the American, yeah, the American. version. It's, uh, hard, it's okay. hard to find. It's hard. Well, unless you want to pay like thirty pounds for a, for a copy, which oh, yeah. I managed to convince my brother to get me for a Christmas. <laughs> I've got the. It's your favorite film. You're allowed to do that. I think. Um, so there's yeah, there's twenty minutes extra footage. I don't think it really adds that too much to it. Really, there's there's some just longer scenes. I think, and there's a scene with a, a set of skeletons in the mm. lobby and stuff, yep. which doesn't feel like it fits that well actually. In terms of like other things, like there's there's, stuff. there's a lot of um, like fan theory regarding mm. like moon landings <laughs> and. Oh yeah, like transitioning shots where never happened. People look like Hitler, and you know those those things are a bit more far fetched. But a lot of other theories suggest a lot more of like issues between um, uh, uh, Danny and his father. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it points towards like you know a troubled past in history, mm-hmm. like things that you're you'll kind of look past when you watch it, but if you go into minute detail, it'll be like, why doesn't he have any friends? That was a common theme, wasn't it, in Kubrick films? Yeah, his relationship with his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a common theme. I knew that. I knew that definitely. I think also the other other big theory, I think that does hold water, is the idea... So I think the poster um, that came out in, uh, in Europe for the film... Was it, the the tagline was um, a horror that spread across America or something? It, it was something like that, and um, I think one of the basically the theory is that it's sort of t- it's all tied in with the sort of um, the murder and the genocide of the Native Americans, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's built on the Native American burial ground and there's loads of Native American uh, artwork within the hotel, and there's even like cans that have like Native American faces on them and stuff. So. It was the first time I've watched this film in probably about 10 years. Mm, I'm intrigued. Oh, yeah. So the differences from how I felt, we'll get we'll get on to how Heather felt. Well, Heather felt the same way as me, actually, thinking about it. Heather had never seen it, but she thought she'd seen it, but upon watching it, she was like, oh, I've definitely never seen this film. Um, a lot funnier than I remember. Very funny, actually. Laughed a lot. Funny bits, yeah. I feel like we should all get something out of our system. Tony! Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a, the line where he's like, where Die. she's backing up on the stairs, yeah, and and he's like, she's like in hysterics, and there's his like lines of like, he's like, 
light of my life and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah. That'd be so good. Like, it's like really fun. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to bash your brains yeah, in. Yeah, bash brains in. Yeah, yeah. So, very funny, uh, except for the creepy lady in the bathroom who scared the bejeebas out of me. Like, and I knew it was coming as well. So, Heather had no idea. And I was like, getting like, oh, it's the lady in the bathtub. And then when it was happening, that scene goes on forever. I'm surprised mm. that's not been ruined for. Because I thought I feel like a lot of films have sort of apes that a little bit, where yeah, like those, those sort of like close up and then you pull away, and, oh no, it's someone else or whatever. Like I feel like that's happened in quite a lot of films mm. since then. It, I really did. It's a really good film. I just I can't believe it's your favorite films. I mean, like I actually now that you've told me at the time I didn't really understand, but now that we've sat down and you both said to me at the time I was like. I, Favorite films? Like it's really good, but it's not amazing. But now that you've, you've we've sat and had this conversation, I don't I'm get like, why why you don't think it's like a truly amazing film. The thing is, <laughs> like, I feel like it's one of those films though. If if you watch it for the first time, it might. It, I think it is a grower. I think it's one mm. that if you watch it again, it's, it, it's exactly it might, what you guys have said tonight. You guys up. have said it's aged. It's been a journey with it, like because yeah. it's it's been like several years mm. since. Well, since first watching it, it must have been. 10, 12 years and you know, watch it at, at different points through that and you just keep picking out different bits and it's it's such a rich film there's there's so much to pull out of it. I really struggle with Wendy. Right, okay. In terms of finding annoying? Or... Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like mm. I think a lot of people do have that reaction to her but I think like <laughs> it's both... I think she is annoying. Like if you look at the actual actress and like the interviews with her she seems so kind of like up herself in some ways, and like, yeah, I think she she must have been quite hard to to work with. Just... Mm. So, what from what I understand about the from the making of this film is, and this is where you're gonna be like Stanley Kubrick is a is a, a horrible man or whatever. I already but know he, that he, he is. pushes his actors because yeah, he wants yeah. to get, he wants to get the certain reactions out of them. So for her, he like was telling her she wasn't doing good enough and like. And like she, it was basically like, I wouldn't say bullying her, but he was pushing her really hard to make sure that she was in a frazzled state. And because they were doing so many takes after take after take after take, yeah, it was exhausting sort of thing. Where I think that comes across in the film because you see her as this sort of like she's sort of falling apart and her yeah. life's falling apart. Yeah, yeah, and she's sort of really weak. Like the way that he talks to her. Mm. And like he's so beautiful, it's horrible. Like the way he like he's really he yeah. you know, get out. Basically, at one point he tells her to get out of the room. Don't come in unless you hear you type. It, unless I'm not typing, it, even then, don't come in. And he, you know, a lot harsher terms. But like the actress, I think you know, it's one of those things of because I'm so used to it now. It's sort of I don't even think about that side of it. I just know. I just think of like how how perfect she is for the role sort of thing like she could they could have gone how how would you describe the character like besides annoying i just didn't think she was like believable as a mum in some ways she at a point she was and like i totally feel she was like for danny but in other points i guess maybe in movie tropes and maybe this is just because like my mum in that situation and maybe that's just the only experience I have like but if if someone is stepping up against me or any of her children my mum would be the first to be to be like right let's throw down right now let's do this and it's like that mother that that instinct where she she didn't really it didn't come on strong enough 
And I was like, she's like, she's she's in an abusive relationship, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she, not, no, quite, not pretty much. She is in abusive. No, she, in but an I mean, they, they don't like go into it too much, but like there is that sort of feeling of like he is like they don't like obviously this backstory that we don't see. Yeah, but like she is a very. It's gonna sound like I'm being really horrible, to but she, I think her character is supposed to be quite weak and yeah, 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 submissive yeah. and. He's just really controlling, and 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 I think it takes a while for her to realize that she just has to get out there. And yeah, and, yeah, and, and yeah. Eventually, she obviously she does get there, but I don't know that that really grated on me. I can understand that. Um, again, it's not like I really like this film. I just didn't love it, and that scene at the end when he's frozen is flipping amazing, and <laughs> like Danny. And Jack Nicholson are phenomenal. This the whole like thing to do with the shining. Yeah, is it a little bit vague? I no, it's better that it's vague. It's better that it's vague. Like mm. I just think it could have been a bit more vague. So it's just like the allude. I don't know. It didn't. Mm, I don't know. It just didn't get me the way that you it got you guys. But there's films that I love that you guys don't deep dive into and I get it. It's just you guys are in it. One of the things I love about this film as well is his the photography in it is just incredible. Like if you look at every shot in it is so well set up and so well like framed. I was watching it last night with some of the audio commentary on and I didn't even need to have the audio of it really. I had some of the audio commentary but it was more I was just watching it as each shot just as a picture and it's it was beautiful. just like it's so it's well done it's shot really um, well I think what I love about it is how slow pace it is it's just a really slow build up and attention you get to know the, the family you get to see the, the hotel you get the slow like the music is so integral as well like the music just is it's like that unnerving um, sort of it is it is really the the horror of the hotel. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And what is what is un, like underneath the hotel and what, is, what is there? The past. It's unforgiving, actually, because it's really heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Really, and it's it's there. really like ghoulish and yeah. And, I mean, for me, the, the few standout moments, standout scenes for me that I, every time I watch them, I'm like, oh, it's so good. The bit where he goes into the bar and then the bar and then you get you that, re- that realization yeah. of the bar and the is suddenly there and he's chatting to him and he's just like he looks up and he's like and he's suddenly just it doesn't it there's a, there's a bit of a jump there because you'd think like some films might go down the line of him being scared and like what's what's going on there's a ghost or whatever but he's just he's in it and he's just because you realize mm. like he is a part of the hotel he's yeah a part of, yeah and he's always been there sort of thing but he just sort of fits back into the scenery. That bit, yeah, and then when they go back again to the end of the, the ballroom and the, the dan- dancers and the, the everyone's like, there's like hundreds of people there. That whole sequence and he goes into the bathroom and it's like that red bath. Oh, it's so good. The red, the red sort of room. Oh, it's cool. That sounds awesome. And the butler's chatting to him and it, oh, it's just, oh, I, lo- I just love it. So it's such a good like three sequences. I mean, I, I actually really like the intro as well with um, Scatman Covers uh, as uh, the the cook as um uh, Halloran and him and Danny's conversations at the start. Like the bits that I'm not that bothered about really are like the actual, the horror moments are scary, like the bathroom bits. That's but like, I bit. know like they're really iconic and like the, the twins and stuff. Yeah. But to me, the, those bits are probably my least, the least interesting to me for some reason. 
like they're, they're they're cool and they're well done and like the, sh- the hard cuts between like the horror and the what his his visions is Danny seeing and stuff and but like what I prefer instead of like the, the twins and like the the lady in the bathroom which is what that's what Doctor Sleep in a bit but they pick certain things out to like focus on which those bits are kind of interesting but the more the thing that I love is just the tension that like the scene where they're just you're just following Danny going along the corridors so good and the sound of oh, it going oh, over the carpet oh, and man. the wood and the that carpet was ridiculous. and the wood. It was ridiculous how like, good that was. That stuff is where this film just like I, 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 that's the stuff I love. Stanley just being um, a boss, great. It's really good. One thing I've been thinking is that if Wendy didn't go and disrupt Jack writing his uh, book, mm-hmm. like would it have just played out until the till the winters ended? Nah, I don't think so. There would there would still be some crack at some point. I think so. I think yeah, he's, yeah. he's just he's just. You see, there's a there's a shot of him that literally is like a minute shot, and the camera's just pulling in on him, and he's just staring out the window with like yeah, he's just dribbling, and he's just like completely going. He's like he is gone. The hotel is like he's just. Uh, it's got know, him, and he's drinking again and stuff. Like it's just yeah, like he yeah. was going. I yeah, I just, I just kind of wonder like how a different version of that would play out. Really, you know, if if she was stronger. Or if like Danny was a bit older, or like, yeah, it'd just be be interesting because that that is like the linchpin of where the mm. film starts to go into that turbo mode of violence against the um, domestic uh, abuse. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it takes a turn there. But if it wasn't for that moment where she comes to confront him in that very mild way, when would it go on until? Mm. I think. Talking about you saying what would happen if he was a stronger character or an mm. older Danny or whatever, I think again we'll talk about it later on. But I think that's where Doctor Sleep comes in, and you see a different version of events that could have happened, and it's sort of I don't think it works as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, ugh. on one last thing, I promise. This is the last thing, and and if yeah, I'm going to tell you whether you you suck or not, you read the book. I have. You suck. Listen. Read the book. To the, Audio. You suck. You both suck. That's terrible. I'm sorry. You have no excuse. Yeah. You've no excuse. It's your favorite film. Why haven't you? That's terrible. Two things. Need to go. Need to go read it. Two things. First of all, like, from what I understand, the book is quite different. It is quite different. Yeah. 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 Uh, I haven't read. Right. My wife read the book, but and after watching the film, what did she say about it? She said it was scarier. Yeah, um, I didn't want to watch a scarier film. Oh, whatever, whatever. It's not an excuse. I was happy with Shining the way it was. I don't all, want to be scared all, anymore. All my favorite films, I have books. Yeah, read them, guys. Read them. I, I did. Li- I did listen to, listen to it, and it it is pretty good actually. It's interesting, but famously, I mean, it, it kind of annoys me because every time Mark Moore talks about The Shining in any way, he always references the fact that famously Stephen King doesn't like The Shining. Never liked The Shining, the, the film. Yeah, he, he, he had his own vision of what it was. Here's a geeky fact, geeky thing that I forgot to mention before. At some point, the cook is driving back to try and rescue Danny. Yeah. Driving along the wintry roads, and he passes a red beetle that's all smashed and like crumpled, and it's like uh, a a lorry crashed. It's crashed into it. (laughs) What? He just. Sorry, Ann. I know. I know you're telling me a story. Johnny's face. Listen. He was he was looking at me and smiling, and going, "Yes, that's right. Tell it, and so, tell so, it." So this beetle, right? Supposedly, <laughs> like, so in the Shining, the book, the family drive a red beetle. Ah. Uh, the Kubrick's Shining. Yeah, the, family, the yellow one. The family 
drive a yellow beetle and that was like a little nod that Kubrick was saying was like this is not your story uh, Mr. King this is not your story screw King. you King this is my story okay your story's crashed over there yeah my story is about this, this family anyway, that, that's another little snippet of like extra I am whatever. fine with films taking a completely different direction from the books I think that's completely acceptable. But you know, to be fair, you are right. I should, I should. It's really. terrible. I need to. I know. It's terrible. Well, it's th- I actually do. After watching Not the Sleepers, I think I will. What I think I will. I'm quite intrigued. I read it with you. I read it with you, boys. I read it with but, you. Um, okay, mean? so we need to move on. We need to move on. We need to, need to talk about Twilight. Oh, sorry, Doctor Sleep. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. That was so, I was so confused when I was watching it. <laughs> oh, right. So, Doctor Sleep's the sequel-ish to The Shining. Um, I don't know what to say about this film. This film, as I type it into... Well, I mean, Aaron, you sent a message on WhatsApp the other day to us <laughs> saying that you're looking forward to talking about how this is better than The Shining. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely yeah. so excited. To talk so about. Uh, we start with a, let's have a conversation. So, right, let's just do this premise. Uh, years following the events of The Shining, or The Shining, uh, a now adult Dan Torrance meets a young girl with a s- similar powers as he tries to protect her from a cult known as the True Knot, who prey on children with powers to remain immortal. Essentially, what they do is this group of people, they suck the shining out of other people and they use that to stay immortal. Danny has a pen pal as he gets older and they work together to beat this crew of people. And apparently it's quite similar to the book. I imagine so, yeah. Um, so my first question to I you know guys... It's, it's, I know Stephen King likes this. Yeah, he did. He did say I liked it, didn't he? Uh, okay, so before we begin what were your thoughts before going in and how worried were you i, I was pretty excited i wasn't worried i was like oh yeah i like anything that adds to the shining world like i'd be up for like anything that kind of can add to that story or like bring any more life out of those characters i was thinking yeah this could be uh quite interesting like, i purposely didn't watch any of the trailers um the only thing I knew before going in was I heard a snippet of Ewan McGregor's voice. I was like thinking, oh, I could see how he's trying to sound like Jack Torrance um, a bit more with his the way that he's speaking and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd say I was generally open and excited and not too quick to judge. Please steer away from opinions. Save the opinions till the end. This is very important because it's a big film for you boys. Yep. I... Uh... You know what? This is gonna sound. I didn't realize there was a sequel. Uh, in a sequel to The Shining. It only came out in 2013. And what kind yeah, of fan ah, are you? Wait, wait. So he wrote it later. Yeah. So oh right. So like, Shining came out in like the 70s, yeah. and the Doctor Sleep came out in uh, I think 2013. I mean, can't keep up how many books Stephen King's wrote. He's oh, he's, so he's, no. he's churning them out every week. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so when I saw this, I was like, my first initial thought was like, oh no. They're doing a sequel to mm-hmm. Shining. This mm-hmm. won't be good. Um, I saw the trailer for it, or one of the trailers, and I saw like the first f- the ten seconds of it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna turn this off. I don't need to watch any more of it." Uh, and I thought oh, it looked interesting, fine. Mm-hmm. And then I watched another trailer, uh, which 
had a lot more of the sort of like weird the gang of the cult and like <laughs> the, the gang the twilight crew yeah the twilight guys i know like the weird vampire hippies and then i was like oh this looks awful oh no like this is <laughs> this is going to be terrible this the, what but then also i saw that they were going back to they were going back to the overlook i was like oh that be that could be interesting i wonder how they're going to play with that so i tried to keep my i tried to keep my opinion open on yeah. it but i was worried uh, basically it reminded me a lot of the stranger things season 2 mm-hmm. um, where she goes off and joins a group of like a bunch of other people who've got similar powers and I was Ooh. like oh no this is not going to be good it's going to be similar to that um, but apart from that, that was... that's what that was my sort of thoughts going in really okay. how about okay. you Aaron? Uh, but, uh, yeah I mean nonplussed I, yeah I wasn't no, I wasn't bothered either way to be honest but I, all I could say think what I was hoping for you guys was because I had a similar sort of experience with Blade Runner I was like nope 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 and then they told me who the director was and I was like okay it's my favorite director it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine and then they told me like the cinematographer and I was like okay it's one of the best cinematographers out there okay but you know they can still ruin it they can still ruin it and then I went in and I was like that was amazing they didn't ruin that film franchise whatsoever I dodged a bullet but I think for any super fan going into a sequel to their film, especially if it's years and years and years and years in the future, um, it's it's quite scary. It's quite a big deal. Like you don't know how they're gonna ruin it. Look at Star Wars. Star Wars was ruined when those prequels came out, and then again, Are they ruined again. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. I think it's quite scary as a fan. It's quite scary. So let's get in. Let's get let's get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. How did you find the story, i.e., specifically the start, which was mental, and then the the there was three arcs, wasn't it? Yeah, it's three arc. So let's, let's talk about them. Let's talk about let's talk, arc, so arc one. We break it up into the, the first arc is drugs. It, it introduces the gang, and then you see Danny as a kid and him dealing with these horrors that have followed him around yeah. after the overlook, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, and you see that he has this. This sort of chaperone of uh, I'm gonna actually make sure I'm actually saying his name right. Is it Halloran or Halloran? I think it's Halloran. Um, the cook. The cook. Yeah. Yeah. He's chaperone with him anyway. He's able to see him when you essentially when you die, you don't die. It's like force ghosts. Yeah, they, they have to like <laughs> yeah. be around for like a certain amount of time yeah. to kind of like do some good deeds. So. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's Dick Halloran. So okay, so Halloran is the the cook. So yeah, like him turning up, I actually thought that worked pretty well. Uh, I quite I quite liked him as his sort of like guide and like sort of because because I, I really liked that in the in the in the original film, like I mentioned before, like that relationship between Danny and him was quite good. And I glad they sort of it was I, I was like oh how are they gonna do this? And they got an actor who looked quite similar to him. Um, they they had an actor look quite similar to Danny. The mum I, I thought out of the way they did that, the mum actually nailed the, her. Like ways that her she performance, spoke and stuff. yeah, like, form, performance. Yeah, she did a really good. good impression of her. Did you not find it off-putting? Though? It was a little bit off-putting. I find it off-putting. A little bit, but it wasn't too bad. I got used to it. <clears throat> um, and then basically, the main part of the first chunk of the, of the story is them setting up who this Abra girl is. Yeah, how powerful yeah. she mm. is, and then just the whole like lore behind the um cult what do they call it they call it steam don't they yeah steam the steam yeah. which is like they, they feed off the shining basically so, like, sink? so, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, so a good. vampire feeds off blood these guys feed off fear yeah which so say if you get really scared say if you're like 
um, I don't know, you you'd you're scared of a spider and you scream that loud, you'd let out this like steam. Yeah. But you probably wouldn't let out very much steam because it's just a spider. But what these guys do is like almost like torture, like the people yeah. who have the shining. Yeah. Uh, and they will let out steam and they'll like breathe it in and it will give them more power or like stop them from aging. Yeah. My question is, why didn't they try laughter? Hmm? Yeah, exactly. Monsters Inc. Yeah. exists in this universe, probably. Mm. Could have tried laughter. Could have got more steam, and more people, you know, would have stayed alive. Some stand-up comedy. Yeah. Didn't think about that, did yeah, they? Bit, bit, bit Didn't Billy, think about Billy that. Crystal doing so, stand-up. So far, but so far, right? We've got influences from Twilight, oh, yeah. and we've got influences from Monsters Inc. So this should be setting you up for what this <laughs> well, this film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. Okay. So anyway, yes. Danny's an alcoholic. Um, and he sort of the second arc is sort of him moving into like him sobering up and dealing with all his sort of shining demons and locking them in their boxes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Why did they ruin? Because this is the first time it happens. Why did they ruin the scary lady? Because she's not scary anymore. Well, this is it, right? So I can, I was going to leave this talk about it, but I feel like by doing this. By going back to the overlook, which is in the third, the third, uh, the third, the third act, they go back to the overlook and they sort of they do the whole Star Wars midichlorians thing. They yeah. they explain what's going on, and they don't need to. And then they make it so, like, I kind of accepted it at the start when Halloran explained that he was able to lock away these, stop these horrors from following around and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like. Eventually, yeah, like it just sort of nullifies the sort of the the the, the mystery of what's yeah, going yeah, on, yeah. and and, the, and it just returns, it just turns into a bit of a. It's just like it's just like going to Disney, and there's like a oh, there's a scary, there's a scary house over there, the horror house over there. You can go and visit it, and oh, you can listen. Kind, kind of like the Sixth Sense in a way, like where it kind of comes to an end, and he's like. Oh, I still see the dead people, but it's fine because I'll just like make them my friends now, instead of yeah. like being scared of them. But it's it is because the thing is like it's that bit because it, it happens twice in the film where you see the crazy bathroom lady, and then Danny sort of like shuts the door and she's like, "Oh hi, Danny," and it's like it ruins the scariness. Mm. It's not. Yeah. It's not. She, she is no. no longer scary anymore know, because she's more funny. Cause she's got this big grin in her face and she's like, "Ah, hello." Well, she doesn't talk, does she? Well, I mean, <laughs> no. that's why I hear in my head. Yeah, I, know. I hear in my head. I, I, yeah, I agree. And it, it ruins it. Yeah, it's uh, really off point if I was trying to go for a pee and she was like, <laughs> "Hello." <laughs> um, what are you doing? But even <laughs> like Danny, when Danny's older, and he talks about how he talks to Halloran about how he talks. He, he just has some lines that do, that. It just again nullifies the scariness of it. Like he talks about the guy, I think I can't remember what his name was, but he's a guy who's holding in in the China. He's holding like a glass, and he's like, and he says something like, um, "It's a great evening for it, isn't it?" And he's like bleeding all his, yeah, all his head yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And he talks about how like he locked up his his like stupid grinning face or whatever. It just like again, it just sort of nullifies the scariness of the hotel. Mm-hmm. It gets even worse when we get when we get there in the end. Well, we'll get we'll but, get yeah. we'll get we'll get there. So then the second arc moves on to him, so he, he sort of sobers up, and then the gang sort of find out that like Abra's is some sort of super steam lady or whatever, and like then they start tracking her down, and then Danny and her start working together to try and. Stop them? Yes. Mm. Yeah, but basically, like, I think Danny's like saying, you know, you need to have one, you need to hide and get out of it or whatever and don't, don't get involved. 
and then his spirit guide of Halloran comes and is like, no, you need to help this girl. Um, before you, what, bev- oh, sorry, go on. You finish, finish what, you're oh, sorry, say, what, what did you guys think of Rose the Hat? Shania Twain. Yeah. What? What? Oh, she. Yeah. Right. And we talked about this. She explained the hat, but kind they never of? really no. used the hat, did they? Well, Except did for the magic it? trick. Trick. How does she explain it? It's just something she's always she, had or something. She, she says, "Oh, why? Uh, I bet you're wondering why I wear a hat." And she put children in. It's it's like oh it's a magic hat and I do magic and but that's why they, they call me. They never really paid it off, did they? Like at one point she drops the hat and some woman in the shop yeah, tries to pick exactly. it up and she goes, "Hold oh, no, on, no, no!" Let me t-, and then you're like, "Oh, I wonder what's going to happen with that hat?" Nothing <laughs> happens with the hat. Nothing. Like, but like I actually, so I was a little bit mixed on her. I actually think the actress who plays her, I think the character is interesting and I quite like how she ends up being scared quite a lot of the time and mm. ends up like it's not just like she's the big bad and then like. Abra gets stuck in these weird dream scenes with her or whatever. It actually it flips it on its head, and she, you know, the, that part where she like, firstly the visuals of her flying through the sky and stuff was yeah. class. Yeah, yeah, I like really yeah, well yeah, yeah, I like that. One of my questions was the visuals, yeah. and I thought they were great. That was really well done. And then her going into the bedroom and then yeah. trapping her hand, and the idea of the boxes of all the memories was kind of interesting again. Yeah, yeah. And it like yeah. her trapping her hand, yeah. and then it's like trapping a lot. I thought it was a good spin on it, a good little like spin on it, um, but I will say that I kind of wanted more from her. Mm-hmm. I feel like that role was sort of it could have been. I think it was like right. It was just right there to, for the taking of someone to really make it something special, and it, yeah. and it just wasn't quite. Mm. We kind of want kind of her want and all her. of that gang were yeah. kind of like boom, just exactly nothing. Yeah. Like they all get killed by snipers. That's kind of like it's kind of like playground talk. Like, oh, let's get with the snipers. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? What were the? What were the names? What was? What was the second in command's name? Um, he was Blackbird. Or oh, as if you did. Yeah, I thought you wouldn't even. I don't even remember. I just remember he's a dude with the shades. None I, of the. They're really nonchalant. Like, I, I really yeah. like him in Westworld. Though the actor who plays him. Huh? He's the, he's the guy in West. He's the guy in Westworld. Which guy? Um, he is the in Native American guy. Oh, he's the dude. He's bad boy in. Um, and he's also in Fargo as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, he is in Fargo. Yeah. He's a really good actor. Um, but yeah. 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 Shame. I feel like this film needed to go darker or something. It didn't. Mm. It felt. Like at some point, it was really <laughs> horrible. Like the bit when, he, when they kidnapped the yeah, it was boy. horrific. Yeah, yeah it was right. And he was, d- he was did not enjoy that at all. That just felt so out of tune with the rest yes. of the film, though. It was like everything else was kind of like this medium level of kind of spookiness, and then there was like this really whimsical. like mega intense kind of violence, and just like what flipping it? Where's this going? Yeah. Maybe they, but maybe they were like, oh, we need to like make the Shining fans like be happy, so let's just get like some kid and get murdered. Did Did you guys <laughs> recognize the kid at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did Did that bother you that he was he was in it for about a minute, but it was really recognizable actor? He's a guy. He's a kid from the room, and he's in that. Um, good boys, I think it is. And for me, I just felt like I kind of I mentioned it to Mel. And it was not a big, it wasn't a big thing really. But I just thought it was like, I wonder why they use such a well-known kid out there for that role. Unless maybe they just wanted someone really who's really gonna be good at it, who could pull it off. I suppose. Yeah, could really die well. Yeah, I guess so. But he wasn't it for like. I wonder if there was more to that scene and they cut it out or something. Well, I mean, they had the hat thing and they didn't explain that. Yeah. So maybe there's more to this than yeah, that. Maybe like, they cut it. It's just flipping. Yeah. So. Very whimsical, but also brutal. 
So, we've already talked about the visuals. Is there any more things about the visuals you want to talk about? We've already talked about the characters as well, but is there any more characters you want to talk about? I, I just want to say, in terms of visual, like, again, this is really hard because I feel bad for the director. The director is uh, Mike uh, Flanagan. He's made some alright films. Make, yeah, but to make a sequel to The Shining is like, that's mm. really hard to yeah. do. Like, Man, okay. So it was shot fine. Like there was some really cool sequences. There's some nice sequences. I think that, that but the visuals, the, but the dream it, sequences were better. Than yeah, they else. were interesting. But it felt just like any normal, any sort of modern film. It didn't feel mm. very special in the way it was no. shot. It felt it like Twilight. Just, yeah, it felt like just pretty paint my numbers. Like not particularly. Like, Chuck some CGI in here. That'll do. And you know, we've got a timeline. This has got to be out for end of uh, October release. Like we need to get it all yeah. out and stuff. Not gonna, not gonna spend two hundred fifty days painstakingly filming this. We're mm. just gonna just do it, and and maybe I mean, I, maybe I'm a bit too dismissive. Maybe they put a lot of time into it. It didn't feel like it particularly. I'm trying to think of any other standout visual moments. Like there was the bit for me where the flying was. Yeah, that amazing. was cool. Was there anything else that you can think of really? Um, no, I mean there was a lot of copycat moments that are directly from The Shining. I'm just like, oh, that reminds me of that bit. I prefer to see the Shining version of this scene. Do we well, want to talk about that in the I, third act? Then, I yes. think. I think. Well, I think in the third act, also stuff. like the third act of this podcast, I think we're going to talk about because a lot of stuff in the hotel. That's when we can really draw the comparisons from the Shining. I think that's mm. when we can bring the two together. Yeah. But I just want to get I, I get liked, all the yeah. stuff out of the way so first. I liked the character of Abra. I thought she she's a great she was, actress. She's good, yeah, really good. She, uh, do it. One of the problems I had with it, though, again, was just the whole like lack of terror from the characters. None of them seemed bothered by the the, the by the, the any of the horrors and the girls. They all sort of just overcame stuff really quickly. Mm. Yeah, sort of she was me. dealing with some serious stuff, and yeah. she was so chill. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like her dad being so murdered, chill. Yeah, but like I actually quite liked her character. It, I liked like how they built up her powers and stuff, and mm. I liked her interactions with um, Dan. With the hat and oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, so but, how did you find the story how did you find it before we get to the third act because that's, that's where all the meat the meat is isn't it for for that stuff but how did you how did you find it overall i actually really quite enjoyed it as i was watching it like as i was watching it i was like oh this is fun and it's like i was like okay i like that they're not just doing the shining again i like mm. they're trying to do something different um i it's one of those things of like I think part of it is because I'm such a fan of The Shining that any little like droplet of oh there's a reference to The Shining or mm. like there's a bit where he goes uh, uh, Danny goes to meet the doctor oh yeah oh yeah and he sits in the office and I was like hang on this is the office from mm. the Overlook like they, they remade it slightly different like Johnny mentioned before we talked earlier on it was, it was slightly different color and stuff but basically the same and I was like ooh and that kind of got me excited so it sort of like kept on like dropping these little bits yeah more subtle like, hints and you're just like okay yeah and it, go and with it this made me think i like i was liking the film more than i actually was um so it was like fan service in some ways yeah. just like trying to like oh they'll like this oh them shining fans oh they'll they'll, they'll really dig this bit because it's just using stuff that's yeah. like rehashed from the old one um i did i thought there was gonna be a lot some a lot more happening with the girl who got um, brought in what? Yeah, was what was of, that? She was brought in and they sort of left it. They made such a big deal out of it, and then they didn't use her really, except for that the end bit where they were like, wah, 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 wah. I feel like she could have some sort of redemption or something, mm. like because she just sort of was just went from being 
this girl who did the who like entrapped you know pedophiles and took their money and stuff to being just an evil yeah, vampire I know. thing and that was it. It was just like okay, that's the end of her story. Yeah. Okay. And you know there was no Edward Cullen to like really bring you in with his beautiful eyes. It's a bit, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Really? It I like, thought the story was like kind of pretty. Well, there was a lot going on for the director yeah. to handle because I think yeah. I think this is probably a lot closer to the actual book mm. and some of the stuff that he's been asked to try and recreate in film is like quite hard to actually do whereas like Kubrick's version is so much simpler. Let's put it this way: in in the original Shining, the 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 maze like the the, the bushes and stuff come alive. Like they're all like animals that have been like been cut to look like animals. Like they're like the sorry the like the bushes have been like. What's it called? The landscape to look like animals or whatever. Uh, topiary. Topiary? Is that what it's called? Like, you know, just his hands does all the sort of sculptures. Yeah. Of. Anyway. You're 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 the uh, garden expert, mate. You should be telling us what, what it is. In the in the book, they come alive and they they sort of like chase after the characters and stuff. Mm. And obviously, Kubrick's like, that's just gonna look terrible. Let's just not bother doing that. Like, <laughs> get rid of that. Yeah. Just, Whereas this film. Yeah. I mean, I haven't read the book, but I'm assuming he's taking a lot of what was going on. Page by page, it's sort of like, okay, so we need to get this flying scene, and then we need to go, like, go wear a hat and kind of, like, (laughs) look like some, like, pop country singer. Yeah. On a tour bus. What? Just like the tour bus as well, like, that. Oh, I know. Yeah, I didn't really get it. the carnival, or whatever it was. Yeah. I was like, got to have him in little flasks. Look, all right. It wasn't the Collins. They weren't as cool as the Collins, so they should just get out. Yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Wait, so we get to the meat of the. Yeah, let's get to the meat. Let's get to the the meat because I have nothing to say about the story. It's very whimsical. Um, so the final arc. They went to the the hotel. Went to the scary house. Um, and then they just start dropping, nod, to n- after nod after nod. I can, a genuine can, thing. If this didn't happen, this this bit, this film would have been a better film. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Can we just talk a little bit quickly about the... We, talk, we talked, touched on it before. The actors, they got into play the old parts. So they got they got Danny. They had a, a little kid version of Danny. They had the mother. They had um, the uh, they had, uh, Halloran. And then the the worst one for me, the worst by far... Yes. <laughs> yeah, was, you can't... It's, was, Jack, yeah. was Jack Torrance. Was Jack, yeah. Jack, yeah, yeah. You know what it felt like? It felt like I was watching... <laughs> Like a like a sort of TV. Uh, at one point, it felt like I was watching like a TV sort of um, sketch show sort mm, of thing of it. Yeah. Where they done like an impression of it. It was a bit where it was a bit where the bark sort of worked. I don't understand this. When they do this sort of thing, why don't they Did just it? Sh- why don't they just shoot it? Like they could have easily just, just shot Danny and just had the voice someone doing a very good impression of of his dad, yeah. and then not ever shown. But they had the to face. show it, and they showed it too much, and it just looked. You're just looking at his oh. chin and being like, "That's not Jack Nicholson's <laughs> chin," and his nose is his nose isn't that pointy. Oh, <laughs> they could have just got Jack Nicholson. Just like, yeah. like an old version yeah, of him. Yeah, I know. Just, I know. It's like, or just do the CGI thing that everyone likes doing these well, days. That, that would have been not great either. But that bit was weird. And then the bit that really weird was the bit where he was he was walking with an axe at one point. Yeah, yeah, It's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was just like, oh no, it's not right. It's just. Uh, I just did really didn't like that. Did not like I, that stuff. It ju- I, one of the things as well because it kept like fl- doing like almost like mini flashbacks or mini nods to just use the old footage. Yeah, just yeah. use the old. There's just gonna be licensing issues for getting all of that. No, but, I they, but they have the they have the rights to it. Maybe it's a Kubrick thing. Maybe the maybe the the estate of Kubrick doesn't let them have that or something. Maybe yeah. yeah. 
Because like, but even then, like Johnny was talking about this before. We watched bits of the, we were watching a little bit of The Shining before we mm. talked about this. And uh, no, we watched some adverts based on The Shining, like Channel Four advert and an IKEA advert. And Johnny was like, they were filmed better than this than than the Doctor Sleep versions of The Shining. Yeah. Like it was just really somehow like, really yeah, poor. Particularly, there's a bit of uh, Danny Torrance riding around on his tricycle, like in Doctor Sleep. And the kid is like everywhere. He's like, whoa, like left, right, left, right, like yeah. every every single thing. Whereas in The Shining, he's like really smooth. Like yeah. he's obviously done like several it's takes practiced. and really used to like going on that thing. And he has a really smooth line that so he, he he cycles around. One of the things that happened in the original film is Danny Danny Tor- uh, the the actor who played Danny had a handler who was like looking after him. Um, as like a sort of helping him. Yeah, act. like a parent. He's a little kid, isn't he? But yeah, like yeah. helping him act. And one of the things they did straight away is, it's one of those things that, you know what you think about it, but the way kids move around and stuff is really fast. They'll run around, they'll like, yeah. if you ask them, ask them to do something, it would just be like really, everything's really exaggerated and hyper and stuff. And they spent loads of time with him, getting him to slow down and make everything really deliberate. Yeah, which, drugged him. Well, they didn't drug him. But they, anyway, it, it makes the, it makes the, it makes you, it adds to the tension and it makes you, feel like you can inhabit the kid, you know, you understand what it's like to be mm. that kid. Whereas, I don't think that happened in this one. Like, you didn't no, have that like, same... Yeah, just do your usual self. Oh, it's just a kid, looks a bit like him, he'll mm, try to skill, that'll yeah, do. Yeah. It's like, no, it's... And there's like... It's child cruelty to bring in a handler, isn't it? So... I don't know, maybe it's because i watched it so many times, but <laughs> even like, even the scenes that were shot, they didn't have that filmic quality. Mm. There was like, the quality <laughs> of, the, of the shot didn't feel right. It just felt yeah. like digital yeah. and just... Yeah. Oh, it just didn't feel I'm so good. happy I'm doing this podcast with you too. <laughs> this is great. I know it's really bad because it's like it's hard. It's hard to criticize someone, but if they're gonna re actually just redo the shots, they need to nail it. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't you can't you can't play. For example, for example, the uh, in Blade Runner uh, 2049, the one nod or the one moment where they 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 hinted towards the original film. The amount of money and the amount of time and effort that went spent that one single that shot one single shot that went into that was unbelievable and it's being talked about now compared to what they do at the end of this film where it's like oh we'll just throw on all these nods and everyone will be really happy about it it's fine yeah it's like, fine so it's okay on going to the overlook that part of the story I was kind of excited I was like, oh this is this is mm. gonna be the crescendo of the film. Oh, she doesn't know what she's letting herself in for. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, they're going to come out. We're going to get her. It's going to be brilliant. And then the whole finale was just a big fart. It was just like, <laughs> it's just like, it was just like, oh, it was just awful. Like, I, I agree completely with you, Aaron. Like, I feel like they, if they would, this wouldn't have been the finale, if they'd done something else, it would have been a better film for it. Like, that, the, the, specifically, the sequence. Where, um, I can't remember exactly how it, how it happens, but she gets knocked to the ground, uh, throws the hat on the stairs. Yeah, and they all jump out. And they all the all the things jump uh, up, jump uh, out. Yeah, and, it, and you're just like, what? This just like is now peeing all over what that what made those things yeah, scary, yeah, like yeah, what yeah. made horrors. Of, they're now just beings that are like it's just like, yeah it's a bit weird isn't like, it open the box in your mind and then all these all these creatures all come out all at once it just I feel ah, like it no. should have been just something like she walked into room 237 and then it's the door shut and that was it like you didn't see anything yeah. like, it would have been something mm. but, 
I also just like I wish if they did just like the old woman just grabbing her and just like not letting yeah, go yeah, being yeah. like she had been consumed by that and seeing her actually be terrified whereas she yeah. doesn't she wasn't you didn't really have that <clears throat> you know what it felt like it felt like the film was made you had a different ending or something mm. and then the producers or whoever the big the people who would pay, pay all the money for this film are like ah, it needs more shining how can we get more shining <laughs> brighter, guys. here's some money Here's three weeks to film it. Yeah. Go do this. It's felt, that's what it felt like. It felt like, so that, again, this is not particularly interesting for people who don't care about video games, but there was a, when they were making Star Wars Battlefront, is it Star Wars Battlefront? I don't know. You're the one telling the story. Yes. When they were making Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, the producers of, of EA were like, it, the story had nothing to do with the main Star Wars like story. It was a completely sidelong thing. And the produce the people who were in charge, the money people, were like, "Oh, where's where's Chewbacca? <laughs> why, why is he not in the in the game? Let's just get him in. Where's Han Solo? And you're just like, it doesn't make any sense for him to be in this story. But and then you just sort of crowbarred him in. Yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like. And then this film, it's just like, oh, we need to have this. We need to have the twins. We need to have this character, this character, and this character. They all have to be at the end. And I tell you what, <sighs> right? Take the box thing out. Right, just take that the whole they they're all locking them away. Yeah. The boxing, take that away, and then obviously just lure her to the the hotel and let them prey upon her individually and let her just get lost mm. and like yeah. like, like yeah. I mean they could they could shine the light onto another character. Like we don't really see much from the previous guy before uh, Jack Torrance who goes in there who oh, kills yeah. his family. Yeah. Like they could have like. It could have been the family they, living there or something. Yeah, and, like yeah. like that guy could have gone after her. Yeah. Like, cause this is like, oh, this is new. This is a new story that we haven't seen before mm. rather than a rehashing of what's gone before. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel like they could have even cut three months later and she's like going crazy in the hotel or something. Yeah. Like, they could have done something. So it could have been so much better. It's just, it, I was really disappointed at the end. Like, I, I say like most of the film through, I was like, oh yeah, this is fine. Some bits are good, and some bits are like uh, not working great for me. But it's a different sort of film as The Shining. And I just then, wonder how that was written in the book. If that's identical to the book, like probably is. she was mobbed by all the creatures that used to live or lived in the hotel. So isn't it a thing that you you can't write. He writes terrible endings. Is that that's the thing they talk about in it too, isn't it? Like you can't write well good endings for for films. Well, I've got uh, for books. So. I've got one final sort of poke at you guys. So, because you guys haven't read the book, right? Yeah. And this is what people say as well. Read online is what um, Commode and stuff said that it's very similar to the book universe. Mm-hmm. This film is more for the book. It's more for the Doctor Sleep, but more for the Shining mm-hmm. book, and that is why they relate together. And the reason we're struggling with it is because we want it to be like Kubrick's. Kubrick's version of the of the Shining, but in actual fact, this isn't Kubrick's version of the Shining. This is this is uh, Stephen King's version yeah. of the Shining. This is his version. This is his story, and that's why. It, 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 if maybe we had a different Shining that was more to do with, um, the uh, uh, Stephen King's version, we might have enjoyed it more. If you guys had read the book for the, your favorite film. You might have enjoyed the film a little bit more. Maybe. Maybe. But then again, the difference is... Oh, not the difference. The other thing is the cubic version does exist. You can't change that. Mm. So the director... And they, re- and they re- directly reference that, that version of that film. They do. Like, they, they do. They, they could have... They I mean, I don't think it would have been a great choice, but they could have 
done their own version of it and flashed back to their own version, which was like yeah. visually different, didn't have mm, exactly yeah. the same actors yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. They could have changed it if they wanted to. I think they intentionally used the Kubrick version because that's, well, that's the version everyone knows, mm-hmm. and they riff off the ref of the visual references and the and the, and the stuff. Yeah, I, I just think there was a a more nuanced approach they could have done that would have. Mm. I mean, I, to be honest, I think Mike Flanagan seems like he does actually. He's trying to respect the film. I think on both both sides film, as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think just I think I could have probably forgiven it. It just got to that point where they were all all the different ghouls or whatever, all the different horrors are feasting on the on the woman and it just didn't make any sense. It was just like... It just wasn't good. It just like, wasn't good. It wasn't a yeah, good film. No. Mm. It a good film. I, I enjoy... I'll, I don't know if we're going to wrap up now, but... I'll, we are. I, mean, we I, are I enjoyed up. the film, mostly, because it's like... It is still more of the shining bits and bobs, so it's little scraps here and there that I'm enjoying. I thought it was an interesting... I think it's an interesting... Um, idea and story and like it just I think it it doesn't really fit with the like say it doesn't fit with Kubit's that shining that well I think it could have been done better but I I enjoyed good chunks of it so yeah it's sort of a bit of a mixed bag but I think after going back and rewatching some of the shining it just pales in comparison to what that sort that tone of that film was doing mm. it's like and it's kind of i guess it is good that they're not trying to go for that same tone and same sort of they're trying to do something a little bit different i suppose so it is apples and oranges it's hard it's like you know swings around about it's like there's some good stuff because and then there's some terrible stuff i don't know yeah whatever mm. I'm, I'm, I'm all talked out now shining is a jam sandwich doctor sleep is trying to be a ham sandwich but it's actually a jam ham sandwich <laughs> and that is not something you really want to eat it's kind of just too weird. Like if it was peanut butter, it would complement it well, but it's it's just mashing two things together, and they don't necessarily like fall into place like that well with each other. Mm. They kind of clash in places, and it's a bit like ah, oh, there, nah. So yeah, I mean yeah, like Ant said, like there were bits of it which have expanded on my knowledge of The Shining from the first part, which I. I didn't know just because I've not read the books or anything like that. Mm. So it's expanded on mm. various bits of knowledge, particularly about Shining and the relationship with one another and how that affects like the um the beings in the in the mansion in the in the hotel. Uh, but beyond that, um it was okay. It was fine. It wasn't amazing. Solid four out of ten for me. If you want to see a good film about vampires, watch Twilight. If you want to see a good film about a um, a broken family living in a hotel for summer or whatever, winter, watch The Shining. Guys, the last last point on it. Yeah, yeah. After watching that film, I was a little bit worried, especially towards the end when they got to the overlook and stuff, that, <clears throat> oh no, this is going to ruin The Shining for me. This is made... These these evil horrors or whatever they are, these ghosts, these ghouls, made them not scary for me now because it's sort of you put you can put them in a box or you can sort of it's sort of the last scene is the little girl going into the bathroom yeah, and, and I was like oh no this is gonna ruin yeah, The Shining yeah, for me yeah then a few days later I watched the first half of The Shining not even with the proper audio and with the audio commentary and I was like oh no no it doesn't 
it doesn't even touch this at all. It's still an amazing film. It doesn't ruin anything for me. Yeah, it's fine. Because once you start watching it, you're sucked into that world and the other one just, just sort of melts away. So I don't think it ruins anything. I think it's fine that it exists. It's just... I was a bit worried about that, but it's fine. Like, yeah. Good good old... Uh... No, it's like... It's like the original Harry Potters, the books are really, really good. The films are good. And then she came along, Gika Rowling, and wrote <clears throat> a stage play called Curse... Oh, yeah, Curse Child. Curse Child, which is awful. Mm. Really bad. And when reading that, you're like, oh, man, this is going to ruin... I mean, it doesn't... It's still... Harry Potters are still good. It's just... You, you forget know, the bad stuff and you yeah. remember the good stuff. Yeah, so it's like, fine. Like, people say, oh, this is going to ruin your favourite film forever, blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, well... It's not my money. I've not spent like yeah. 60 million, 100 million, however much it was to make the film. If someone wants to go and do that and do a bad job of it, then fine. I'm going to watch it. But Let's put it this way. I think in 20 years' time, people will be watching The Shining and won't be watching this film. <laughs> okay, well, that. I um, hope you guys, your listeners, um, enjoyed listening to us moan about Dr. Sleep and uh, praising The Shining or just, you know, indifferent about um, Dr. Sleep. If you've got any comments, if you want to say anything about the films, please email us at moviequestpod at gmail.com. Or follow us on Instagram at moviequestcast. It was great to listen to these two guys uh, talk about the channel. I was really excited to record this episode personally because you two love that film. And I just thought I knew it would be funny. Sorry to waffle on. Oh, mate, don't worry about it. Um, we never have to go through it again, thankfully. So, uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I feel dinner. like you just trying to get it out of the way. Yes, yeah. I was. Maybe it was on purpose. Yeah, we're not. Well, when, when you guys talk to me and you go, well, let's just like, you know, combo this film that you love with this other film and we'll not really put it in a series. And I'm like, screw you guys. I'm bringing that bad boy up whenever we're playing the game. Because I'm in it to win it. Let's hope there's a third, another sequel to the Blade Runner series. Uh, well, actually, they're doing a, uh, an anime. Oh, uh, I think so anyway uh, I mean I could be totally wrong I can't remember actually anyway thank you so much guys for listening see you next time cheerio bye bye